Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. We have a uh, we have a third person in the room. Yeah. Do you get the sense that there's someone here with us? Mm-hmm. I see a bright shining face below yours on my Skype window. Yes. Um, I don't think you've been hacked. I think we have a guest. <laughs> All right. Who is this? So guest? we have a guest today. I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, this is a mutual friend of ours. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Sherry Walling. Thanks, guys. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Me too. You are here for a number of reasons, but uh, one precipitating event is that you have a book coming out pretty soon, and it's relevant to everyone on this call and uh, probably a lot of people listening to this podcast. Yeah, it's it's been a labor of love. It'll be released on uh, February 21st. It's called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Bleep Together, um, How to Run Your Business Without Letting It Run You. Sorry, we didn't talk beforehand if you have an explicit rating on your podcast or not. We don't, but I think uh, mild profanity is just kind of like glossed over. Yeah, it's it's sort of standard. I don't feel too bad about the profanity. So our son, who's 11, named the book. So I can't decide if I should be proud or worried. But in any event, that's the that's the title of the book. It's coming out. It's a catchy title. I think he did a good job. Yeah, I thought so. I see that you got a blurb from Seth Godin, who is one of my favorite people. Um, I'm curious how you uh, made that that happen. I much to my trepidation, uh, gave a talk at Business of Software in Boston last September. And Seth Godin took the stage like two speakers before me. So I sat there watching Seth's talk, sort of shaking the whole time, thinking there's no way that I can possibly like be on the same stage as this man. That was kind of an intro point. I didn't actually get to meet him at Business of Software because he kind of came in and then he had to take a train. So he was whisked away quickly. But I just emailed him. You know, his email address is attached to his blog, and he seems to check his email and actually respond to humans. So I emailed him and I asked him, and he said, okay. Cool. You just went for it. That's awesome. I went for it with like lots of other people, and they just said no. So <laughs> Seth Godin's the one that said yes. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, that's, that's a big name. He, I think, wrote a blog post about meaningful work. And so in my email to him, I talked about my perception of meaningful work and the sort of conversations that we're having about mental health within the business community. And um, I think that that was a compelling, compelling enough argument to him that he, he gave it some time and seemed to actually like read the book or, you know, like a chunk of the book. Like we had some dialogue about um, some of the content. So that was that was really cool. Totally. Yeah, I've had some interactions with Seth in the past, and he is extremely generous. So I'm not totally shocked that he responded to you. Also, for someone who I imagine gets an insane amount of email, he responds shockingly quickly. Yeah, amazingly, like faster than I could respond. That seems to be this weird trait among people that are like really good and productive and make a lot of things is somehow they still respond to email really fast, even though they're doing other stuff. Yep, I totally respect that. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. But hey, that's cool. Uh, So what made you write this book? Well, Rob and I, so as you both know, but if anybody doesn't, I'm married to Rob Walling, uh, the co-founder of Drip with Derek and um, the co-founder of MicroConf. A little known fact, yeah. Your audience is going to be like, what's that? Google it. I would say about three years ago, Rob and I intentionally started talking more about mental health and kind of personal wellness within the founder community specifically. So we've done that through, I've done that through conference talks. And then we co-host a podcast called Zen Founder, where we talk about issues related to mental health and family wellness and those kinds of things. 
So we have, you know, sort of three years of material that we've been working with. And certainly we have a, a hefty following of folks who love the podcast, but we felt like this is a really important conversation to get out to kind of a wider group of entrepreneurs. And it seemed like a book was a good way to do that. Um, so we've been working on it for about a year and it's finally ready to go. And it, it, it kind of has our most useful tips and strategies for keeping an eye on your mental health while you're also growing your business. You're almost done writing the book, I, I hope, given your, your release oh, date. Oh, it's done. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Okay, awesome. Great. Yeah. I haven't written a book myself, but I've heard from a lot of people that it is a kind of arduous process. Is this your first book? And was it arduous? It is my first book, and it was arduous. It was arduous in kind of surprising ways, though, to be honest. So my life before I worked a lot with entrepreneurs was to work as an academic, which I did a lot of writing, not a book, but more... Um, traditional academic articles. So I'm, I have a, a system that works for me of like pacing and setting aside time in the morning. And, you know, so it's, it wasn't so much um, sitting down and writing and getting it done as much as like, honestly, all of this stuff that's gone along with selling the book. So the book was actually done last September, but I have all kinds of angst and stories to tell about Amazon create space, the audible interface, like all of those tools are like ridiculously difficult to use. And for me, as somebody who's not necessarily a technical person, they're extremely complicated, but I don't actually think it's the lack of technical skill. I think they're just really old software. So a lot of the like drama for me has been around figuring out how to take the book from Microsoft Word and make like an actual book that people can actually get their hands on. That's been a lot of the struggle for me. Did you consider going through like a traditional publisher versus self-publishing? And what was that decision like? We thought about it a lot. So I'm, I'm using the plural because Rob is the, the second author on the book. I gave him a with Rob Walling, which has created a little marital strife. <laughs> I wrote the book, okay, but it's a it's based on a lot of content and obviously ideas that we developed together. So, we're a team. We did talk a lot about it, and the reason, honestly, that I felt like it was important for me to self publish the book is because I'm I'm still working on my own entrepreneurial chops. Like I work a lot with entrepreneurs. I now run a business, you know, Zen Founder has become this consulting firm. So I'm like in the slog too. But I I felt like I wanted and kind of needed the experience of doing it this way to say like, I've done this. I've done what you guys are doing. Like I know what it's like to make something and like bring it from idea all the way to inception and like write the marketing copy and all of that stuff. So in some ways it was a a learning experience for me and one in which it's, you know, I think important for the work that I do to really like have that experience, have the practice. The goal of the book is really to extend our reach to a community of entrepreneurs that's maybe broader than MicroConf and, you know, sort of the inner circle of people that we've cultivated over the past years and, and Amazon. And I think that method seemed like a good way to try to do that. I have a couple of questions. Uh, that are related to the fact that you have talked to so many entrepreneur types. So you have connections through MicroConf, and you also have a coaching business where you're talking to entrepreneurs and things like that. And so you have a 10,000-foot view that I think most people can't get, which is actually a pretty great vantage point to write a book about this sort of thing. Do you see a trend of a negative trait 
that people you talk to think is uniquely theirs, but is in fact something that a lot of people are struggling with? Ironically, I think the negative trait that I see a lot is that very thought. Like, my experience is so unique that no one else will get it. I like want to support that, yes, it's it's a unique road as an entrepreneur and everybody has their own struggles and their own business and their own challenges. But from that, that you know, 10,000 foot view, so much consistency between the kinds of anxieties that people have, the isolation that people feel, and the kind of challenges that entrepreneurs are facing that if anything, it's the like my experience is so unique, I'm a special snowflake kind of thought that I would like to like eliminate from the entrepreneurial world. It's crazy how it's the, it's the meta thought that is causing people so much trouble. Well, because it, it, it breeds isolation and it keeps people from reaching out and getting help about practical questions that they have or that sort of loneliness that they feel. I think all entrepreneurs go through significant ups and downs of like, Will anybody care about my idea? Um, am I becoming obsolete? Is this going to fly? Am I going to run out of money soon? I mean, those are really common questions, but I think they are also very isolating questions and people feel unnecessarily lonely in them. Uh, you should maybe write a book about this so people will know that they're not unique in that way. <laughs> I'll do my best. One thing that I have experienced uh, having done some writing in the past is that I often find myself needing to cut things that I would have liked to included, but just don't quite fit or I can't quite get in there. Uh, There's some famous author that said, kill your darlings while you're writing. Were there things that you had to cut that you would have liked to have included? Um, There's a whole, maybe eventually someday, second book about family life and parenting and like the life of an entrepreneurial couple. So this book is very much about the individual entrepreneur, the mindset, the thought life, the emotion life, the individual mental health. There's almost nothing in this book about how to interface well with your partner and still, you know, be successful. So there's very little family, parenting, or friendship, interpersonal content in this book. And that's that's a big part of, I think, what is really important to me in the work that I do. I don't think people can be successful without that stuff. But unfortunately, that's not really in this book. So this, this is the inward-focused book and later the outer-focused fo- book. Yes, that's the, that's the grand scheme. So something I saw in your table of contents that um, stuck out to me that I'm curious about is the concept of strengths and shadows. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So shadow is a is an old Jungian term, Carl Jung, a contemporary of Freud, one of the sort of grandpappies of modern day psychology, especially psychotherapy. So he had talked about the shadow as when, you, well, when we think about like a human being, for example, you walk in the sun, you cast a shadow. It sort of follows you everywhere. It's attached to you, but it's formless and dark. So the shadow parts of us are the parts of us that um, are largely unconscious, that we tend to be kind of uncomfortable with. And I think of them as sort of the downside to our positive traits. So when you think about, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, a common, you know, common tendency is to be somebody who is like pretty organized and able to execute. Those are great skills. They're great strengths. But maybe there's a shadow side of that in being overly focused on outcome and not as open to relationships or focused on relationships. So what we try to do in the book is kind of identify their amazing strengths, but we have to also 
have an idea of what the the downside of our strengths are because every strength comes with a downside, whether we're talking about introversion or extroversion or being able to execute, um, being able to hyper-focus. Those are all great strengths, but they have a downside that when we're aware of it, we can kind of use our strengths well without allowing that shadow to creep in in a way that's detrimental to us. I could totally see those shadows as being a thing that people think is like uniquely them. Like, why is it that I keep losing contact with people and isolating myself when things are going bad? Like, ah, I'm such a bad person in this way and probably no one else is. Right, right. But yeah, everyone else is. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So I was perusing your table of contents and you have a chapter on self-knowledge and particularly um, about personality and introversion versus extroversion. And that's one topic that that um, always gets me interested because I had an experience in college. I was in an MBA program for a while where we did a lot of, um, you know, personality assessments and and self-reflection. And I always felt like one of the takeaways that was implied by the professor in that class was that extroverts are uh, better suited to entrepreneurship or management than introverts. I obviously don't agree with that. And I would classify myself as an as an introvert. But I'm curious to hear um, your thoughts on how kind of personality aligns with um, entrepreneurship and and management. Just just that you're unfit, Derek. <laughs> Sorry, that was a mean joke. In all, in all honesty, like there is there are entrepreneurs from every single personality type, style that are very successful. And I think one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about that particular topic in the book is I um I had an experience of being at Converted um a marketing conference hosted by Lead Pages and being around the table with some really like the speakers from the year that I attended and some really well-known like big personality internet marketing folks like for example Pat Flynn was was at the table Derek Halpern um Ezra Firestone, there's some other folks there. And we kind of went around the table and many, many people at that table identified as introverts. And of course, there's a lot of misconception about what those terms mean. But I think that when we try to paint the picture of an entrepreneur as somebody who's this like extroverted go-getter, always selling, always talking, always moving, that we really do a disservice to what we conceptualize as leadership or as being somebody who can get meaningful things done because introverts have their own superpowers. Um, A book by Susan Cain called Quiet, um, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, I think is a subtitle, something like that, is a great example of really understanding that each personality type has really deep strengths. I mean, introverts in particular have usually these powers to see and observe, they're listening better, they're putting together connections because of the information they're taking in, because frankly, they're not talking, they're, they're observing. And that has, of course, great power, both in building products and in being able to sell products or to market things, because you're able to see and read, um, read other people in a way that sometimes extroverts can't. So there is absolutely no one personality type that makes the best kind of entrepreneur. No way. Hmm. This is interesting. As, as I'm hearing you say this and thinking back to the strengths versus shadows idea, I'm wondering if it would make sense if you are an entrepreneur and you wanted to find a co-founder to seek out someone who is different than you, who has like a different personality type, a different set of strengths that would make sense. Yeah, I think that can work really well. A few years ago, Rob and I did a whole series about co-founders and interviewed 
some pretty successful co-founders. And one of the things that was just the take home over and over again is that co-founder partnerships that tend to work very well are these um, these strengths that are very separate but work together. Sometimes those are those are like actual skills, and sometimes those are personality traits where you do the thing that I don't do well, and so that makes us a great team. Hmm, that's interesting because I, I could see two people that had a very similar personality um, having an easy time relating to each other in a certain way. But then you have the same strengths and shadows, which is maybe not so good for you. Yeah, I, I think it's harder to work with someone who's different than you. Just like it's harder to be in a relationship with someone who's different than you. But that can also really make that relationship richer. So there are more perhaps interpersonal challenges with a co-founder who has very different strengths, very different personalities. But in terms of like work product and actual success of the business, that's, I think the trend is, is there. That's where we see the best outcome. Do you have a favorite topic or chapter from the book that you're, you're really glad is getting out in the world? I think probably the mental health. So there's one chapter that really is kind of an outline of what is depression? What does it look like in founders? Um, what is the ADHD? It, it not, not because, you know, everybody needs to read about that topic, but I, I think it's just a unique voice that I get to lend to this conversation that um, another coach or another successful entrepreneur doesn't necessarily have that that background and training. And I do know that, um, you know, many, many, many people, successful people, successful entrepreneurs at times go through periods where mental health is a really raw issue for them. And so to be able to put something together that I hope in it really worked hard to make very like user friendly and non tech speak and just accessible to people, but to provide some hopefully some very helpful guidance. Uh, you know, it's something I'm proud of being able to put out there. Totally, and I realized I kind of accidentally uh, slighted you earlier when I didn't introduce you as Doctor Sherry Walling. That's cool. I just make my kids call me Doctor, really. But so you have uh, quite a bit of formal background and training in this. You're not just this isn't just uh, from the trenches experience. It's also you know you're aware of the academic literature and you were you had a, a full education in this yep and then some <laughs> yeah <laughs> i went to school for a really long time <laughs> so uh how is your own uh, mental state as you launch this thing i wish that like knowing all of this stuff helped me not experience it but nobody's if exempt only if nobody's only. exempt yep so i've been anxious i've been like you know like I have all of those fears, like nobody cares. Nobody is going to read this book. Nobody is going to like this book. It's not going to be help. Like, it's just going to launch to silence. That's like, you know, the greatest fear. And then, of course, the fear of somebody's going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about, you, you know, all of the criticisms. It feels like putting a, you know, a chunk of myself out there in the world. And that's definitely uncomfortable. I'm also excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm proud of like finally finishing a book. Rob and I finished this book in the midst of a year that had a lot of personal chaos for us. We took emergency custody of a couple kids. My dad has cancer. Like it was just, I had every excuse not to get it done. So I'm really happy that I did get it done. So yeah, it's a mixed bag. It's like excitement and then like no shortage of fear and trepidation. I'm glad this book is coming out. I feel like there's just, it feels like there's a thread of empathy running through it. And so the people that read this that need it are going to get a lot from it, it feels like to me. Hmm, I hope so. 
the doing your own business thing, the entrepreneurial journey is a really hard one. And like we've touched on, it does tend to be pretty isolating. And there's that common idea of like, oh, this is just me, like a, a warm, compassionate counter voice to that, I think actually is going to be a big deal. I don't think this will launch to nothing. I think the people that read it, who are the right audience will get a lot from it. Oh, thanks, Ben. Yeah, that's, that's the hope is, you know, to put something out there in the world that's helpful to people. Talking about these mental health issues in particular can be one of those things where you get catch somebody at the right time and you save them in a big way from some like real darkness. I recently interviewed um, a woman named Kim who lost her husband to suicide, I think about five years ago. And he was in the first six weeks of a startup. And just things just started to go bad very quickly. And he wasn't sleeping. And they just, they as a couple just had no idea that that's actually kind of normal. Like to be in an early phase of a startup, like I would totally expect that you won't be sleeping well. You might have some like GI troubles. Like you're just, you're, you're just like all in, in this really intense way. And that can look kind of messy. And so my conversation with Kim, I think really helped me feel excited about launching the book because if nothing else, I just want to like normalize a lot of the distress that entrepreneurs feel we can't fix it all and we can't save people from it. Like when you do hard things, it's hard. There's no way around that. But I think we can say like, you're not crazy. You're not by, you're not alone. And here are like five to 10 things that you can try to help you sleep better and function better and help your brain work better. So it's not hopeless. And that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the core of the book. I'm really excited to see this come out too. And I remember, I think it was, your one of your earlier talks to the entrepreneur community at microconf i remember being there this is a couple of years back right and just seeing the response like it basically no other talk like that had been done at a tech slash business conference that i had seen and the response seemed pretty visceral from a lot of people like oh my gosh i need to be hearing more about this stuff and no one's talking about this but it's you know you could just see the emotional response from people so I'm really excited that you and Rob keep this conversation going and putting out stuff because I think it's much needed in our community. Yeah, I feel like I've been really, really grateful for, you know, Mike and Rob, obviously, like giving me some time on stage. I will say giving me, but like I did have to apply for <laughs> oh, you an attendee talk. <laughs> like I had to get voted yep. up on that stage. Um, but then, you know, I got invited back because that talk went well. But there have been, you know, Chris Gates, who hosts Rhodium Community, uh, Mark Littlewood, who does business of software, Chris Lemma, who does um, Cabo Press. Like there have been a number of people who have said, this is important. We're going to make this conversation happen. And I got, I get funny emails from people when I'm talking or like, I got an email uh, when I was doing a talk last, last fall, where someone said, I almost didn't come to your talk. I didn't really understand why you were here. I had low expectations. And I'm so glad I came. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty much the best review, work. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to stop. Um, I haven't read the book yet, but I'm excited to read it. And Sherry would never mention this because she's too pro, but I have taken advantage of her coaching in the past. We did some one-on-one chats and it was great. And she's the real deal. And that empathy is real. And so I'm, I'm confident saying the book will be good. So if you're in this situation, check it out. Um, where can people uh, get on the list, Sherry? Um, all, all things book related are at zenfounder.com. Uh, people can sign up for the pre-launch list and learn about all the things that we're doing over at zenfounder.com. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. It was fun talking. Thanks, guys. If you'd like to access the show notes for this episode, you can head to artofproductpodcast.com and we'll see you next time.